Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis Public Radio. It's Thursday, April 22nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Food could again be coming out of the kitchen of the former Eat Right Diner in St. Louis in about a month. An area chef is leasing the eatery just south of downtown and is not concerned about starting a restaurant during a pandemic. Even once things do open to 100%, I feel like the to-go and the takeout and the curbside is going to be a major factor in restaurants moving forward. We'll hear from the person bringing the high-profile location back to life in just a few minutes. Next year's proposed budget for the city of St. Louis includes plans to close the North St. Louis jail known as the Workhouse. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports. As the budget is currently written, the closure would not save the city any money. There is funding to pay other counties to take individuals who may not be able to be safely housed at the Criminal Justice Center downtown. There is also funding to provide more services to people leaving jail and for a civilian oversight board. The board was the top recommendation of an advisory group that reviewed two recent uprisings at the downtown jail. There is no guarantee the Board of Aldermen will agree with the proposal, but almost every current alderman voted to support the idea last July. Closing the workhouse is a policy priority of Mayor Tashara Jones. She says in a statement the proposed budget is her first effort to move the city to a different model of fighting crime. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. A Missouri Senate Budget Committee has voted against funding Medicaid expansion. The budget panel voted 7-7 yesterday on a Republican-sponsored proposal that would have set money aside to pay for the program. The tied vote meant the proposal failed. Missouri voters last year amended the state constitution to extend government health care to thousands more low-income adults. But now the Republican-led legislature is arguing over whether to pay for it. The leader of the Budget Committee says it's now up to the full Senate to make a final decision on funding the program. A lawmaker from Lee's Summit is being expelled from the Missouri House. Aviva Okuson-Haberman reports the decision to oust Rick Raber stems from child abuse allegations. A House committee found convincing evidence supporting allegations that Raber physically and sexually abused his children. The abuse was first reported to authorities in 1993. After another child reported being sexually abused, authorities were notified again in 2001. No criminal charges were filed, which Republican Representative Travis Fitzwater criticized. We believe the state has failed Rick Raber's family, and horribly. The abuses this family endured are to this day devastating. 153 representatives voted to expel Raber, with one lawmaker voting present. Raber did not immediately respond to a request for comment. I'm Aviva Okuson-Haberman. A proposal to ban transgender girls from playing on girls' sports teams is advancing in the Missouri House. Lawmakers have voted to add the measure to another bill. Republican supporters say it's needed to protect girls in sports. Many Democrats say the rule change could push transgender children to harm themselves. Missouri's current public high school sports rules already prohibit transgender girls from competing on girls' teams unless they are undergoing hormone therapy. 
St. Louis Zoo conservationists are studying an emerging wildlife disease in box turtles, and they've enlisted the help of some dogs. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports. A pack of dark brown Boykin Spaniels are on a treasure hunt of sorts. They're sniffing for box turtles at the St. Louis Zoo Wild Care Park in Spanish Lake. The dogs are part of a team studying the ronavirus. It's a respiratory disease that has killed up to 80% of infected turtles. The Spaniels sniff out turtle urine, pick up the reptiles in their mouths, and bring them to researchers. John Rucker trains the dogs to help conservationists around the country. It was just a hobby at first, and then I started getting requests in like uh, biology departments. People wanted some turtles to put transmitters on. Zoo researchers aim to tag a total of 10 turtles for the study, which will wrap up this fall. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. There is new life for an old, boarded-up St. Louis eatery. Chef Tim Egan is leasing the historic Eat Right Diner on Choteau Avenue. He's bringing years of experience and a new name, Fleur STL. Egan says the pandemic is not stopping him from jumping at the chance to set up the high-profile location. I actually saw a post from a friend on social media back in January, and it was a picture of it boarded up with the, the for lease sign on the front. And I screenshotted it, zoomed in, and and called them the next day. It's been kind of in the works since mid-January, and then I just signed the lease a couple weeks ago. What's your timeline at this point? You know, I'm going to be super optimistic. I have a lot of my permits, and every license is already in place. I am going to do some interior and exterior renovations to the building. My timeline optimistically speaking, is uh, mid-May. Why do this now? Most people would probably say it's crazy to do it in right now. However, I think the only reason that building was available is because of everything that's going on right now. So definitely took it as an opportunity to move on something that I've wanted to do. I've been looking for a commercial space. Just the proximity to Bush Stadium in downtown St. Louis, I think is fantastic. And people know the diner. They know the location, know the diner. Really, all in all, I think it was just the right place at the right time. Opening a restaurant is risky at the best of times, but here we are in a pandemic. Does that give you any concern or change your strategy at all as you move forward? It's related to the diner itself and just in the food service industry in general. I think everything kind of has to adapt. Even once things do open to 100%, Um, I feel like the to-go and the takeout and the curbside is going to be a major factor in restaurants moving forward. Do you think that will make in-person restaurant numbers decline once you can open at 100%? You know, I really don't. I think it's just going to expand the business that much more. It's just going to give you another outlet that you can reach customers and get your food to them which I think is, is awesome. One good thing we can take out of this from restaurants, I think the overall takeout business and curbside and contactless or online ordering, I think it's really the wave of the future. Do you feel any added pressure as you embark on this, considering the property we're talking about? Everybody in St. Louis knows the Eat Right Diner. I know people are very hesitant to change. However, I wasn't getting this spot in order to continue exactly what it was. Things really just have to adapt and fit into what 
places need and what the city needs. It's going to be something different. You know, there is some pressure. You know, the items and the things that are iconic to that place are always going to be in the back of people's minds. But I think once they come in and they see what I have to offer and they see what we've done with the place, I think it's really going to open those people's minds and know that I'm not ruining a tradition or doing something different, per se. Are you excited, nervous, apprehensive, maybe all of the above? I'm not really nervous or apprehensive, to be honest with you. I'm super excited. I cannot wait to get in there, start cooking food for people. It's been about 15 years since I've had my own restaurant. Just to be able to cook my food, get it to people, especially in a small setting, intimate setting, where I'm in front of the customers and I get to see that again, I think it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. I'm over the, over the moon excited for that. That was Chef Tim Egan speaking about plans for the Eat Right Diner location near downtown. A big thanks to Shula Newman for editing that report. She's the boss. Her fancy title is executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before wrapping up, today is Earth Day, and a local environmental nonprofit has canceled its festival again this year because of the pandemic. Instead, St. Louis-based Earth Day 365 is launching a fundraising campaign. Victoria Donaldson is overseeing Green Dining Week. She says it helps highlight restaurants that have kept a commitment to sustainable practices during the pandemic, even as they shifted to more carry-out business. They started making customers request napkins and forks and other utensils and, you know, anything of that sort, which helps them, one, reduce the amount of uh, waste that they're sending out that's probably going to end up in the trash, and two, also saves them money. All participating restaurants are directing 20% of the proceeds of select items through the weekend to Earth Day 365. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis Public Radio is a service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.